0: Apple Buying Advice, and a new website with Josh Centers. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by our Patreon patrons. Help support Mac Voices and gain access to the Mac Voices Slack and Mac Voices After Dark at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, you know him as Managing Editor for Tidbits, but did you know that he's a webmaster, too, of his own site? Josh Sanders is back. Josh, it's great to see you.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Chuck.
0: So, as I said, we know you as the Managing Editor of Tidbits. What are you doing publishing a website?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, so I find myself constantly fielding questions about Apple products. I I hear from people, uh, not quite every day, but several times a week, asking me, is now a good time to buy an iPhone? Which one should I buy? Should I buy this Mac? Et cetera. Um, and I hear that, you know, I get it from tidbits readers, I get it from take control readers, I get it from friends, family, um, sometimes uh, people I haven't heard from in two decades. I graduated <laughs> high school in 2001, and sometimes... Some of those folks will message me out of the blue after I haven't talked to them in over twenty years, and and they they want to ask me about a phone, and so I kind of got tired of answering the questions, and and so I launched this website to try to provide, uh, you know, just very quick answers for the non-technical, you know, you know, like like what would like you know, I want a Mac desktop. I want an iPhone. I want an iPad. Should I buy one now? And you know, which one should I buy? And so I just offer really quick recommendations. And in fact, if you go to the front page, if you go to applebuyingadvice.com, you can scroll down and I have all the top picks just right there. And, uh, you can click, uh, one of the buttons and buy it right away. And if, uh, If you don't like that, I have several guides I've written and I do update those uh, as new products come out and things are updated and you can read about some different options and and you get my opinion on it. You know, it's it's no one else's opinion. It's just my opinion. Uh, You're free to accept that or reject it. You know, some people do one of each. Um, But, you know, that's that's it's basically like all of my opinions on Apple products uh, on one convenient website.
0: So, I have to tell you, I'm jealous, and I bet there are about 50 other people I know that are jealous of you coming up with this idea, because we all field those questions. And, mm-hmm. you know, every every time there are new Macs that come out, you know, there are articles on almost every website, you know, is it time to buy, is it not time to buy? Should you buy this? Should you buy that? Which one should you buy? And mm-hmm. we... we that's great you know right right then but you know then it falls off and then it has to be rewritten or updated later and mm-hmm. to dedicate a, a whole website to it and to make it understandable and easy for people who are not as as deep into it as we are is just brilliant and and so con- i mean congratulations i'm just sorry that i didn't think of it
1: <laughs> well thank you uh you know i i don't know how I will do as a commercial venture. But what's funny is I'm probably answering more questions now than I ever have because now I have (laughs) uh, the Apple buying advice people contacting me and asking specific things, especially after the last uh, Apple event uh, we just had recently. I had a lot of of heartbroken owners of 27-inch iMacs asking, you know, what do I buy? And so I had to put out – we do have a newsletter too. And it's extremely low volume because I hate email, both sending and receiving. So I, I try not to bother people unless I have something important to say. And, you know, I just had to tell people, you know, I gave an overview of what was updated and I just had to say, well, I'm going to have to chew on this a bit. Uh, you know, as we say in the South, I'm going to have to think on it because that, that really, you know, gave it gave me a conundrum because I'm a huge 27 inch iMac guy. I'm on a 27 inch iMac right now. And, uh, it's been the uh, best in terms of price performance for so long, um, but right now my my recommendations, my basic recommendations, haven't really changed because um, I, I think the 27 inch iMac more of a a semi pro machine if that makes any sense. Um, my my top desktop pick right now is the 24 inch iMac, and Adam Inks actually recently did some analysis comparing the 27 inch iMac against. Uh, various pairings of the studio display and also the 24 inch iMac. And in terms of value, the 24 inch iMac is really hard to beat. It's it's a bargain of a machine considering everything you get. And you sacrifice just a little bit of screen space. But I was still pretty confident in my basic recommendation there. And uh you know for a laptop I'm still recommending the MacBook Air with with upgraded storage to most people. Um I do. I do almost always recommend more storage and or more RAM out of the box, um, because you can never really have enough. Um, Think, and one of the biggest problems I see with with um, Apple users who aren't in the know is that they will buy the cheapest line. They'll buy the cheapest thing in a, in a lineup, and then it's a couple of years later. And they don't have any storage like they like even if they barely use the device, the the OS updates have taken everything up or, you know, a lot of apps balloon and now and then they have a big problem on their hands and they're they're forced to make some tough decisions. I I try to help people avoid that. Thankfully, I'm so glad that Apple made the baseline storage on the iPhone uh, 13 128 gigabytes because that's. Hopefully, going to solve a lot of problems for people. Yeah, agreed.
0: I, I think it's interesting, Josh, and, and I'm curious to get your take on it. The M1, the M1 machines are just ungodly powerful. Um, I, I agree with you on the RAM. You know, that's one place that mm-hmm. they, you can choke a little bit. But the, I think you're right. The the iMac 27 is a semi semi professional machine. And I, but I feel like the, these M1 IMAX border somewhere with the exception of the screen real estate. They play in that mm-hmm. same realm because they are so powerful. Um, and in fact, in, in a lot of cases, I think pe- a lot of people I know are probably better off with an iPad. I mean, I'm sorry, it's just the way it is because they, they look up things on the web, they answer email, and they may play a few word games. Mm
1: hmm. I, I cover that in both the Mac and iPad guides. I have a little section called Mac versus iPad or iPad versus Mac. And, and I kind of give an analysis. I kind of give my opinion there. Um, me personally, I would go insane if an iPad were my main machine. Um, even and, and, and what most of what I do isn't that complex. I write things in Google Docs. Um, I import things in the WordPress through, through a web browser, you know, I, I do some light image editing. I'm not doing, you know, I'm a professional Apple user, but I'm not doing, you know, hardcore workflows and stuff, you know, usually. Um, but it, you know, I think for, <clears throat> I think it really depends on your use case. My mom, you know, I recommended a base model iPad to her. Actually, I just bought her one a few years ago and uh, she still loves it it's it's her favorite computer ever she takes it everywhere she does everything on it and, and it gives her no trouble and it does everything she needs and she totally loves it and i i think um you know you really have to evaluate for yourself for someone you're recommending you know uh, you really have to identify their needs and their technical aptitude you know if their needs are minimal like web browsing uh, email, etc., and you know they're the sort of person who, you know, might screw something up on their computer. They might install some malware. Um, then I think they're a perfect candidate for an iPad um, as a main device. If you know, if they're working, if they're making money in any capacity with their machine, they're a little more technical. They'll probably be happier with a Mac. But it's, it's really interesting now because you see that same M1 chip all the way from the iPad Air, you know, all the way to like the 24 inch iMac and, you know, in variations of that same M1 chip in more professional level machines. So it's a really versatile chip. It's, it's really kind of interesting how Apple is almost standardized on it, which really makes my recommendations very simple because, you know, I I can compare apples to apples, you know, in terms of performance for a lot of things. Um, but yeah, like that in, in terms of the Mac versus iPad split, like you know, I, I that's sort of my split. If you're, you know, if if you if you have really simple needs, I think an iPad is the way to go and if you know, if you get to the territory you're juggling a lot of windows, you're copying things between different windows, you, you know, I you, that's the iPad's real Achilles heel is is the windowing system. It's improved a great deal. Um but yeah, if if you start getting into things like that, you're like using a lot of spreadsheets, things like that. I, I think the Mac's the way to go.
0: No, I I agree, and and I love your approach uh, of, of technical expertise and and use case uh, because that's always the first thing that I think you, as as a buyer or as an advice giver. You know, okay, what are you what are you mm-hmm. going to do with this? What do you want to do with this? Um, and then you can start addressing it intelligently because we I, and I speak for you and me too. We all want to see ourselves as professionals of some kind. And so, therefore, we need a professional machine. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, depending on what you're doing, very you very well likely may need a professional machine. But on the other hand, you may not. And you may just be wasting money to say that you have it. So, you know, if that's what you want to do, hey, I'm an Apple stockholder, fine. You know, go, have at it. But if not, then buy something that really fits you.
1: Adam Inkst had a, had a good article in Tidbits recently talking about how he wishes Apple would make professional machines for pros that aren't, you know, video editors or coders, because that's that's who they always seem to aim professional machines at. You know, he gave the example of it's funny, he, he published this the day before the Mac Studio was was introduced, which actually addressed a few of his things, but he mentioned, you know, how about an iMac where I can actually adjust the the height of the screen. So I don't have to crane my neck uh, when I'm using it. Um, So what's funny, you know, for, for my line of work, uh, you know, I, am a writer primarily Uh, you know, I, I do some image processing. I don't need just a ton of horsepower. I do need a lot of RAM and I do need a lot of storage. Um, Those are my two main things. I I, I think for most people uh, processors have been fine for years. Um, even, you know, with the performance gains you get from going from Intel to Apple Silicon, um, I don't think most people even notice or care about that. I, I do think what they care about is having a laptop that doesn't burn your legs or other body parts uh, when you're using it. That, you know, that's nice, um, you know, but in terms of process, you know, and that's why I, I don't for most people, I don't recommend faster processors. No, I mean. Again, they're all kind of standard M1s at this point, so it'd be pointless anyway. But for most people, I don't, I don't think that they need that. I, I think they, they just need a, you know, a processor, and then, you know, and and the other interesting thing is too, you know, I always recommend more RAM, but the the M1 because the RAM is built into the chip, the the processing, like the swapping, is so much faster than it was on Intel machines, and so in a lot of cases you can get away with less RAM than you could on Intel, you know, for, for instance, this iMac has 40 gigabytes, which still seems astronomical to me, especially given what I do for a living. But I, I use that RAM. I mean, because programs are just such RAM hogs, but now I'm wondering if I moved to like an eight gigabyte uh, M1, I'm wondering if that, there may be similar performance there just due to the uh, better efficiency.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it's, I mean, we're all, I think, having to get used to this new world that we maybe don't need to max out the RAM. Although, when I bought my 16-inch M1 Pro, um, you know, yeah, I, or excuse me, M1 Max, um, I maxed out the RAM. Now, I'm happy to report that, as a result, I have, the fans never, literally, the fans never run, and uh, I don't find that I get out-of-memory messages. So, you know, is that a function of the M1 or is it a f- function of the fact that I stacked up the RAM? I personally think it's a function of the M1 uh, and and the architecture because even on my previously maxed out um, MacBook Pro, let's see, 2019, um, with all the RAM I could put in there, I was still – the fans were, were, you know, ready for takeoff at any minute. And, uh, you know, I was getting out of out of memory messages. So –
1: yeah. And and, oh, and back to your original point, So I got a little rambly there. Back to your original point about the pro machines, you know, not necessarily being for all pros, you know, I, I don't really use any pro machines or, you, you know, if I bought one, it probably won't be a, a quote unquote pro machine. Like my, my 27 inch iMac um, is my main machine. I, I do have an iPhone 11 pro. And the only reason I even have pro is because I, I like the uh, I like the telephoto lens, um, but that's, it's an old iPhone at this point, but I also don't see, I'm kind of cheap. I don't see a ton of benefit to upgrading right now. You know, the iPhone has been pretty stable for a few years. My iPad, I bought a, I bought a new iPad recently. I just got the base model iPad, which is what I recommend on Apple buying advice because it does just about everything you need from an iPad, but it's very cheap, you know? And it, in my book, why spend a lot of money on an iPad you'll want to replace in a couple of years when you can buy a cheap one every year and and typically has the you know a pretty up to date processor you know it gets all the the professional features eventually you know i i like the value products in the in the apple lineup mya uh, i do have a macbook pro but it's a, from 2016 so i'm not sure that counts as pro anymore uh <laughs> i could probably buy a a macbook air and have much better performance overall um but, you know, and, and, and that's sort of the same attitude I take, I take with my recommendations. I don't want people to have to spend more money than they have to. Um, you know, I also don't want them to get an inferior product. You know, there is a sweet spot. There's always a sweet spot in these tech buying decisions. And uh, I do try to help people find that.
0: Yeah. Um, Josh, I wouldn't normally, since we're, t- I know that the buying guide is for Apple products, I, I wouldn't normally ask this, but... Given that the 27-inch iMac has apparently been discontinued, or at least for the moment, it's, it's not in the line, and the Mac Mini is, are you making any recommendations for monitors or anything like that peripherals to go with the Mac Mini that might help it fit into that spot left by the iMac 27-inch? Uh,
1: yeah, that's an excellent question. I, I haven't quite updated the guides for the latest products yet since they aren't technically out and, you know, sort of the, my philosophy there is if you're a big enough Apple person that you're on top of this stuff and, you know, you want something, you probably already pre-ordered it from Apple. You don't really need me. Um, but I do think in terms of my recommendation that I will publish, um, I probably will not recommend a third-party display. And, and I say that even as someone, I have an LG monitor here that's actually quite good. It's a 4K instead of a 5K. It's, it's good. It's not as good as an apple display and honestly apparently they don't even make it anymore i bought it like at the end of last year and and then they discontinued like two months later i i can't keep track of that stuff now i have recommended a successor model to people um but they have to say like i haven't used this you know uh you know i i can't vouch for its quality and sometimes you know a company may come out with a good product one year and then follow up with another one that's terrible. And I don't want to recommend junk to people. So honestly, for, uh, you know, in terms of monitors, in terms of displays, I, I will. I, I, and part of the reason I'm waiting, too, is I want to wait for reviews. Uh, I want to see what people say about the studio display. Um, our, our friend Julio Hedda Zapata, he's getting a review unit. He's going to check it out for tidbits. And I want his take on it. Um, because like, it's a $1,600 monitor. And I'm sure it'll be good. I've no doubt it'll be good, but you know, is it going to be worth $1,600? Uh, and and that remains to be seen. But if I do recommend an external display, it'll be the Apple one just because you're not going to find another display on the market. That's going to look as good as that 27 inch iMac display. You're just not, um, especially with the kind of integration Apple will have. And if I recommend anything else, you're going to be disappointed. Uh, you just are the main reason most of us bought that 27 inch iMac is for that 27 inch screen, that big beautiful screen that I'm staring at right now. And, you know, this LG I have, this 27 inch, also quite good, but not quite as sharp. The colors aren't quite as good, you know, um, cost a lot less than that $1,600 monitor. But, you know, I, I don't want to give people the wrong impression. I don't want people to think that, oh, I can buy this $400 LG monitor. Or, you know, and, and I can't recommend that 5K display from LG. It's several years old now. And honestly, when I looked at it in an Apple store, it didn't look that great to me. It looked kind of grainy and it didn't look like it was built that well. I've heard a lot of people having trouble with them. Um, and it was a pretty expensive monitor, too. So, again, I, I don't want to recommend an expensive monitor that's outdated and may not be supported well. So, yeah, so that's that's kind of the boat I'm stuck in. So, if for in terms of displays, I'm recommending either a 24 inch iMac or I'm going to recommend the uh the studio display, and I think those are probably the best recommendations I can make, especially for people missing the 27 inch iMac.
0: Yeah, I you know, n- none of us have seen the studio display yet, but. Apple, when they were making displays, had a great reputation for, for displays. And of course, the iMac displays or the iMac displays, they're they're absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So I didn't don't think you're wrong there. I probably would not be doing my job if I didn't, though, ask you about the studio, the, the Mac Studio. So okay. it's it's hot, it's new. I just talked to some mm-hmm. folks this morning, and a bunch of them have already ordered them. With all due respect to those people, I don't think they have begin to start to have the need for a stu- Mac Studio. But they want one, and so that's fine. Go go for it. But who do you – I mean, what would you say to somebody if they walked up to you and said, I'm going to buy or I'm thinking about buying a Mac Studio?
1: Um, I will ask them if they're interested in donating to Apple buying advice because they apparently have <laughs> a lot of extra money to burn. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> The, the the Mac Studio is a really interesting product and it's it's interesting for a lot of reasons one of course being that it has effectively killed the 27-inch iMac which is which is itself very interesting but it's also an answer look for a long time look this is what apple fans asked for they wanted a a mid-range standalone box that was more powerful than a Mac mini more modular which, I mean, the Mac Studio is modular in, ter- in terms of Apple's point of view, right? It has it has more than one port, and they, there are some in the front. That's that's Apple's definition of modular. And, um, you know, for a long time, owners of the 27-inch iMac just said, oh, man, I wish I could separate this display and then have a separate box, and then I could update the box. Now you can. Um, it's going to cost you more than before. A- Adam ran the numbers on that. It's just, it's just going to cost you more. I mean, now you can get... To a point where it's it's very similar to a 27 inch iMac price, and in the long run, if you keep this display for a decade or so, which isn't unreasonable, then uh, it'll probably save you a lot of money. Um, I I do I think it'll save tidbits money in the long run. But in terms of the Mac Studio, honestly, I'm not entirely sure who it's for. I think what's really and the reason it makes it so difficult is Apple did mention that there would be one more Mac and and they mentioned the mac pro is still coming so if you're someone who works in video if you're someone who works as a developer now i know a lot of those people have already bought a mac studio and i'm sure they'll have no problem selling them if they need to but you know if you're if you're one of those people that owns a mac pro already and you're probably kind of furious about it but you know if uh If you're one of those people, you have to ask yourself, oh, do I want the Mac Studio now? Or when's this Mac Pro coming out? It's it's a little unfair. It was a little unfair of Apple to do that to people, right? Like, because now that now they have this dilemma on their hands, they have to they have to really think about this. Um, And so, yeah, I'm I'm not entirely sure who I recommend the the Apple Studio for right now. It's definitely, I think, going to be a more powerful machine than the Mac Mini. so, you know, I guess I might recommend it for someone who just their needs aren't satisfied by the current lineup and they cannot wait for a Mac Pro. I'm not entirely sure who that is. My guess is, and this is part of why I haven't thought about it too much for Apple Buying Advice, is if you're that person, you already know. And it's funny, I get a lot of messages from people who've read Apple Buying Advice and like, Oh, well, I don't agree with your your recommendation. Like I, I had one guy tell me, you know, like, Well, I love my Mac mini, which, you know, I'm not against Mac mini. I'm actually not against any Apple product right now. I don't think Um, just some things I would recommend more than others. But he's like, I use my Mac mini with a 34 inch screen. I'm like, that's great. That's not most people. Most people do not own a 34 inch screen. Uh, (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. You know, like uh, uh, that's also, I'm not in a big hurry to add something about the Mac studio. and, And when I do add something, I'll probably say you don't need this because you know, the, the students uh, writing term papers in college, or you know, are not going to need it. You know, people people doing their taxes help them on on their in Excel. They're not going to need a Mac Studio. Um, I figure Mac Studio is a product that if you know you need it and you know you have the cash for it, you've probably already pre ordered it. And last I saw, those pre orders are pretty far out now. So uh, you might be lucky to get one by the summertime. So. Apple clearly has a hit, and and people who want them clearly know who they are.
0: Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by our Patreon sponsors. Support Mac Voices at any level and gain access to the Mac Voices Slack, where you can interact with the Mac Voices Live crew, participate in our discussions, and get your questions answered. You also get access to Mac Voices After Dark, the uncensored, unscripted, and always enjoyable discussions before and after the Mac Voices Live show. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices, and thanks for supporting Mac Voices. I, I think I might disagree with you just a little bit on the um, on the Mac Pro. I'm glad Apple teased it, um, just because then nobody can say, well, we weren't sure. So we bought it back in the studio, and now we really found out we need a Mac Pro. So we see the performance of the studio, and you've, you've got to believe that the Performance of the Pro is going to be, you know, several levels above that. So now you can either continue to wait, or you can buy something interim, and as you said, then resell it, or have it as a secondary backup, or just a second, pretty heavy-duty production machine. But I'm I'm glad they did that. I, I think that the the, uh, the studio though is is really interesting that you can basically get it almost almost like the iMac and the iMac Pro. You can get it with the M1 chip. Um, and have it be a little more like the iMac, or you can get it with the M1 Ultra, and now have it be a whole lot more like the iMac Pro. Once mm-hmm. you pair it with with a with a monitor of some kind, whether it's the Apple Studio Display or something else. So I think that it's interesting that they kind of they kind of filled with one with with one form factor and only a chip change. Um, well, I guess technically and a, a couple extra Thunderbolt ports as opposed to USB C ports. Um, but they kind of filled two different niches there with one box. You just have to decide how much money you want and what really makes sense for you.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I'll be curious to see what the stress tests on the Mac Studio look like and what the real-world performance is. Um, I, I I do think for most people... Um, you know, I, I do agree with you. I, I, there is a certain liability thing with Apple saying, yeah, there's a Mac pro on the way, like that way people can't get mad if they buy the Mac studio now, you know, at least they know what they're getting into. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I do think it's interesting for most people though, the M one is fine and it looks like the M one has some life in it le- yet, which is why I'm still comfortable recommending it even after a couple of years. Um, but, uh, yeah, and it's, it's really interesting how you have this one chip and all these different form factors. Do you want a tablet? Do you want a bigger tablet? Do you want a standalone computing box? Do you want a laptop? Do you want a laptop with a fan? (laughs) You know, it's like, it's, it's the same computer just in different boxes. And that's, that's really interesting. You know, there's no longer the desktop chip and the mobile chip and, you know, things are so different. Oh, it's the exact same computer just pack. It's sort of like the Jim Gaffigan joke about being the waiter at a Mexican restaurant. And everyone asks like, you know, okay, what's, what are tacos? Oh, well, it's a, uh, it's a tortilla with a uh, meat, beans, and rice. Like, oh, what are nachos? Oh, those are tortillas with meat, beans, and rice. You know, <laughs> <Like> it's, <laughs> it's all basically the same stuff, just configured in, in, in a way that suits you better, which is really interesting. Um, and, uh, yeah so but you know for, in terms of apple buying advice yeah I, I think m1's fine for now uh i'm curious if we'll see m2 this year lots of talk about that but i it doesn't look like apple's done with m1 they just they just released m1 ultra i mean how many more m1s are there you know we've already had m1 m1 max m1 ultra you know what's what's the mac pro pro gonna have m1 super giga ultra <laughs> you know it's gonna be like four chips glued together I, you know.
0: Yep, you know, my my bet is on M1 Hyper,
1: you know. M1 Hyper.
0: <laughs> yep. M1 Hyper.
1: Yep. Which, M1 which would plus. be,
0: yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, and and let's not forget that you know we have three flavors of the M1. You know, before you get the whole way up to the Ultra. So mm-hmm. you know it, it's it, it's an interesting di- diverse line, um, and it seems like there's a little something for everybody at a lot of different price points, and that can be mm-hmm. that. I, I know Apple in the past has been confused about having too many SKUs, and there's an argument right now, I think, that could be made that they have too many right now. But on the other hand, they also are offering an awful lot of versatility in choice and not having all those models and all that inventory, you know, sitting around. Mm -hmm. It's just the guts that is making the difference. And at the end of the day, that's where the real difference should be made, not in which way the metal gets bent or plastic gets twisted.
1: Yeah, I, I do think there are some places where Apple could introduce some clarity to the lineup. For instance, I find the MacBook Pro situation confusing. I don't know why there's a 13 inch and then a 14 inch at, at the same time. That like I, I'm not sure what the point of that is. I'm sure there's some point. Um uh, I, I do find it a little frustrating the new SE, which which I do think is a great value, but it still has the home button when nothing else does, and so it just adds confusion to the whole lineup. Um, I'm sure there's a good argument for keeping that around. Um, I've read a few, but um, yeah, there, there's just a few little places like uh, the iPad lineup I find kind of confusing. I'm not quite sure sometimes why why you would choose an Air an iPad Air versus an iPad Pro um especially now that they both have m1 and and really for most people at this point i would recommend the air over the pro because you get the same hardware for less money now of course the other shoe to drop is whatever apple does with the with the ipad pro but you know i i do think there are, there are a few places where they can add some more clarity but i i think generally you know app you know so like you know, Steve Jobs famously did the, the four-square grid, right, right, where it's like professional desktop. I would say that's Mac Studio, clearly. Uh, you know, uh, amateur, is that the right word I'm going for? Like the consumer, yeah, consumer, consumer. desktop. Be either, you know, Mac Mini or iMac. There's a little, a little confusion there. Uh, you know, professional uh, laptop be one of the macbooks pro which there is a little confusion there as i mentioned and then uh you have the macbook air as the consumer laptop um i i i do think the the upcoming mac pro also confuses that because okay which one's the professional uh desktop there there's a little okay there's a little bit of confusion but you know it could be yeah. worse. apple certainly had worse lineups <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I I agree with you completely. You know, and I I again I like the the fact that there's a lot of choice, just depending on how how I high up the the pecking order you want to you want to buy into, because that's what it amounts to is the dollars. And you know, so instead of saying well, the you can only get the M, well I guess come to think of it, right now you can only get the M one uh, the variations on the M one uh, in the MacBook Pros. That's not in the desktop yet, right now, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, are you touching on um, HomePods and anything like that, or is this primarily phones, tablets, and uh, and Macs?
1: Um, I, I still need to write an Apple TV guide. Uh, I do mm-hmm. recommend on the front page. I recommend uh, you know the 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 four K thirty two gigabyte, or I recommend just a Roku Express four K uh i I, because honestly most of my viewing is done through a roku tv now glenn fleischman reviewed this roku express for tidbits recently and really liked it and uh, i've heard from some of the people who took my recommendation and they really like it so you you know like part of me is like don't even bother with an apple tv there's no point you can save a lot of money going with something else that honestly probably works better for most people um i'm not quite sure try to say that on an apple focused site um in terms of the home pod uh, yeah it, it, adam inks has chided me a bit for not having a home pod guide and originally so i do have an earbud guide uh, like slash headphone guide i thought about throwing the home pod in there somewhere but it doesn't it's not quite the same category and, and it's also one of those places where there's no there's not a lot of choice like if you want a home pod if you want the apple speaker you, you know it's there it's it, it's just the one it's not like you're having to decide between multiple options i do i do think the uh the homepod mini is a good device i'm i, I want to fit it in somewhere i just haven't found a place that makes the most sense to me yet um and and one of my big goals with apple buying advice is keeping it as clean and logical as possible it's it's you know, a lot of white space, it's a very clean site. I actually really just optimized the heck out of it to uh, maximize the, you know, or minimize the load times and make it as fast as I possibly could. Uh, so, uh, you know, I always keep that in mind before I add anything else to the site, before I add any potential clutter. I really want to make sure I'm putting it, uh, you know, I'm putting it something that's really going to add value.
0: I I, I love the fact that You've taken this on. I love the fact that you've designed it the way you have. But I especially respect the way that you're saying, I'm not quite sure of, about this, and I haven't gotten to that yet. Because it shows that in just, instead of just slapping things up, you're really trying to think about them and think about them on a longer-term basis instead of just trying to, you know, I've got this site and click through and, you know, buy something from it or look at the ads or, or whatever. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hope it's something that you do keep up and can keep up, and it's around for a long time. And I still wish i thought of it first. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else is going on uh, with you and tidbits? Anything or any 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 of your other endeavors that uh, are noteworthy?
1: Oh well, I don't know what's worth talking about here. I I, I have several endeavors uh, in in various fields. Uh, I, I've been pretty entrepreneurial in 2022. Uh, right now, for tidbits, I'm working on documenting Universal Control, which is a really interesting feature i don't quite know what to do with it yet like it's one of those things i play with i'm like that's neat um that's kind of mind-blowing i i don't know what it like it feels like it it should change everything but i'm not quite sure how it changes everything yet i could see you know maybe some some of the TikTokers come up with some really interesting uses for it um now i do run uh so i i have a very unusual niche in the in the writing world i uh, by day, I write about Apple. By night, I write about prepping and emergency preparedness. I do have a, su- if you're interested, I have a substack dedicated to that. It's called uh, Unprepared, and you can find it at unprepared.life. And uh, we cover a w- w- wide range of topics. And all, I, I carry a similar sensibility from Apple Buying Advice because, you, you know, um, so many prepping sites will, you know, They try to get you to buy this really expensive survival food, and you know all this what we call Gucci gear. You know, like a two hundred dollar flashlight. You know, this and that. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, I I really want prepping to be for everybody. You know, because everyone needs to be prepared for emergencies. Ready. If you go to Ready.gov, the the Biden administration will tell you the same thing. So it's not just you know some crazy thing to say. And so I do things like um, I have one guide where I show people how to store. Um, a week of food and water for their f- for a family of three for less than for well under a hundred dollars and uh i literally just bought some buckets and went to dollar tree and my wife even made a silly little jingle and uh and then I also tried to write things in a way that tries to calm people like i had a lot of people freaking out uh with vladimir putin and uh, you know he was th- kind of hinting at using nuclear weapons and so i had all these questions and so i wrote two it was it ended up being a two-part guide and what's funny is i think by the time i finished with it no one cared anymore but you know it, it takes time to to write these things and uh you know and, and do a decent job and so I, I i do have guides and they're totally these two guides are totally free um they are uh how to maximize your chance of survival if uh there is a new in you know the unthinkable happens if there is a nuclear attack um and, uh, that actually ended up being really controversial Before the guides came out. I got attacked for saying I was, uh, going to, to write them I'm actually meant to be on this show a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, to talk about Apple buying advice, I literally had like thousands and thousands of people in, in my Twitter saying awful things, including, you know, blue check journalists. And I even got featured, uh, in, in the, in the new Republic. They, they are Poking fun at me a bit, and which is funny because they got a lot of very basic facts wrong. Like they couldn't even get the lyrics to our Dollar Tree jingle correct, um, which they could have literally copied and pasted them. I'm still laughing about that. Um, so you know, but it's all good, you know. And and actually, the hate mob was very good for the for the publication. It picked up a lot of subscribers because these people would like hate quote tweet me on Twitter, and then they would say, "Look at this." idiot and and then their followers would say oh hey that idiot's onto something and they click (laughs) it and subscribe (laughs) so you know anytime the hate mob wants to stop by and promote my work i i am more more than happy to Take a little abuse because because they did me a big favor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, L- lessons uh, in in publicity from Josh Centers, <laughs> which will be his next website on how to get followers by by having them hate you. Um, <laughs> Well, Josh, thank you. Again, I congratulations on the site. I think it's a great addition to the Mac community. Um, I think you know, all of us should uh, take a quick look at it and then tuck it away in our, well, if anybody still uses bookmarks, but at least in our heads to hand out to, to friends and family members who come and ask us some of those things. Because Josh has a much better handle on it than any of us do because uh, he's he's immersed in it all the time. Yeah, so.
1: absolutely. Yeah, so next time you have a friend asking you this stuff, to say, go to applebuyingadvice.com.
0: Yep, yep. We we know the guy that runs it, and he's trustworthy. <laughs> Josh, thank you so much. It's great to see you.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me here.
0: All right, keep your head down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll try, <laughs>
0: folks. I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Hey, if you need advice, or if you know, if you just want to see what Josh says about maybe what your choices, uh, the, the choices you've already made are, you know, by all means, applebuyingadvice.com. dot uh, com. Um, go check it out. Until the next time, and as always.